your spirit be with us. Heart. My heart is 
keep my tongue. My tongue. To speak. Speak thy praise. Yellow, yellow, yellow. Chapter 5, Romans chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. From the book of Galatians, find that also, Galatians 7, 16 through 18. Romans chapter 5, 22 and 23. Straight me out. Chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, 22 and 23.
these other words that you will find there. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Then if you would go with me to the book of Galatians Galatians chapter 5 that's the 5 Galatians chapter 5 and we will look at verses 16 through 18 these are the words that you find there this I say then Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the thing, uh, against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary, the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Let's go one more. But if ye be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Amen. I, I want to talk this morning about overcoming the law of the flesh. O overcoming the law of the flesh. And I, I love it when the Lord will just give you illustrations. You ain't looking for them. They just sort of show up. You just, you know, you've been working all along, all week trying to get things together and the Lord just shows you something. Uh, yesterday, uh, Reverend Atkinson graciously agreed to ride with me. We went down to share uh, with Penny down in Hawkinsville, Georgia. We went down and uh, we fellowship with the family and they laid her mother to rest, and we came back on the road. Reverend Atkinson graciously did most of the driving. We were coming back up 75, and as often happens on 75, traffic completely stopped. I mean, it wasn't moving at all. It was just, it was obvious that something was going on up in front of us, but for miles and miles, all we could see was cars. I had drifted off to sleep, but I woke up, Rem Atkinson, he was sort of, y'all know Rem Atkinson, <laughs> and I, I could hear him sort of getting uneasy, and so I woke up and saw us in this long line of traffic, and we, we sort of turned around and went, went another route, the, 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 uh, the uh, uh, it was taken, we were taken actually uh, off track and went on, came back on the highway, and it was still. 
it was still just just sort of sort of congested. So we sat there. We just sat there in traffic, and I could feel. I wasn't saying anything, but I could feel Reverend Atkinson. I could feel him. <laughs> and uh, sat there a while. After a while, I looked in my mirror. I was sitting in the passenger side. I looked in the mirror, and I saw. <laughs> I saw this car coming up on the wrong side. All this traffic. And here's this car coming up on the wrong side in the in the in the lane, in the in that lane, coming all the way up. And when the car passed by us, <laughs> uh, I heard Reverend Atkins say, Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Everybody sitting here in this line. <laughs> And he's going to just get in the line and just come all the way up. I, I, I just sat there. I said, something about to happen up in here. And so, sure enough, he said, watch him now. He's going to try to board guard his way over here and get in front of us. And I never said a word. I just sat there to see how this thing was going to play out. And sure enough, <laughs> we were getting closer to him. And he got up there and he stopped and he turned his signal on to, to come over. Reverend said, I knew he was going to do that. I, I knew he was going to do that. I never said a word. I, I said, I'm going to see how this is going to play out. <laughs> so by the time we got the way he was, he was sitting there with his light turned on. Reverend Atkinson sitting there. Y'all know Reverend Atkinson. He's sitting there steaming. But about the time we got up to where he was, Reverend Atkinson says, mm. Jesus said, let him in. Jesus, Jesus said, let him in. So he stopped and let the young man in. And I said, that's, that's when the spirit takes control. That's what happens when you yield to the spirit. Now, some of y'all sitting here now saying, I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. But that's what happens when the spirit takes control. Paul's message to the Galatians was a message of freedom and a message of liberation. Paul drove home the fact to those Galatians. He said, uh, he, he, he's talking to those Galatians who had believed on Jesus that he wanted them to know that you are now free from the law. And he admonished them to stand fast in the liberty and never be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Never be entangled again by the law. But as we come to the close of chapter 5, it's almost like Paul can hear some of us thinking up in here this morning. It's almost like he hears us even as, even as we see it this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's saying, am I hearing this right? You mean to tell me that I'm free from the law? You mean to tell me that I don't have to worry about all those thou shall nots? You mean to tell me that I don't have to worry about that thing that said thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not commit adultery, thou shall not bear for? You mean to tell me I'm free from all of that? You, you mean to tell me that as a Christian, I am not bound by any of that anymore? It's almost like Paul 
heard them, and almost like Paul hears us up in here right now. He hears us thinking, and so five, five, five and 13, yeah, he said, for brethren, you have been called unto liberty. Here it is, watch this. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love and serve one another. In other words, Paul is saying to them, and he's saying to you and I right now, don't use your liberty from the law as a license to sin. And the way you keep from doing that, he gives it to us in verse 16. He says, this I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And I know, my brothers and sisters, I know, I know, I know, been, been, been this color for 70 years now. I've been like this for all 70 years now. I know anytime we start dealing with the flesh, we jump straight to the big three. Drinking, drugs, sex, that's it. That's, whenever we talk about the flesh, that's, that's what we jump right, right to. But the flesh speaks of so much more. The flesh speaks of all of our human tendencies. The tendency not to speak to folk we don't like. <laughs> See, a whole lot more than sex and stuff. The tendency that we have to eat, eat three eggs when one will fill you up. The tendency we, we, we have, are y'all hearing me? The tendency we have to get even at no matter what it costs, we're going to get even with Y'all hear me? And then he points out this battle. He points out this battle that every saved person needs to know about. Verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to the other. So, so that you cannot do the things that you would. You can't do what you want to do. Are y'all hearing this? But here it is in verse 18. But if ye are led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. I repeat, if you are led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Let me say it again. If you're led of the Spirit, you're, once again, I want you to make sure you get this point. If you're led of the Spirit, <laughs> you don't just say I ain't under the law no more. No, if you're led of the Spirit, then you're not under the law. So let me make sure we've got it right. Make sure we've got it right. If I'm not going to be under the law, then I must be led by the Spirit. Again, my brothers and my sisters, every Christian needs to understand the battle that all of us fight every day. There are a lot of folk, my brothers and sisters, who think that they're losing their mind, think they're losing their minds, and they're seeking psychological care because they think something is wrong with them. But the truth is uh, they just don't understand the battle that everybody has to fight. Everybody has to fight every day. Here it is. Every believer has two natures. Get that down. Every believer has two natures. All of us were born with a carnal and fleshly 
nature. It's important to know that. It's important to know that, that, that when God saves us, when he saves us, when we invite him in, he does not take away that carnal nature. Are y'all hearing this? When he saves us, when we accept him, he does not take away that carnal nature that you were given at birth. Whether you realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, you, 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 you need to go on and admit this. Whether you realize it or not, you were a mess when you got here. You were, are y'all hear me? When you got here, you were already, Miss David said, we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Babies come into the world as cute as they are. They have carnal tendencies. And they are tendencies that nobody has to teach them. Are y'all hearing this? It, it, it doesn't take long, it doesn't take long uh, for a baby to pick up on the fact that if I cry, I can get attention. Even a baby figures that out. They figure out, if I cry, I get attention. So when they, when they feel like they're not getting enough attention, whether they, attention, whether they need it or not, guess what they do? They cry. Now, that, that we say that's being a baby, but let me tell you what they're doing. They're learning how to lie. They already know. Already got it. They, 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 are, they, they, they are lying. Then, 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 yeah, then, then you have to teach your baby. If you watch it, there are some things you have to teach him. But if you notice it, you never, you, you never have to teach a baby how, how, how to hit somebody. You notice that? You never have to teach a baby to hit somebody. That came with the package. You, 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 you give them something, they got something in their hands, just, just naturally, especially if you do something they don't like. You ain't got to teach them, they just, are y'all hearing me? Guess what? They know how to fight. Born, are y'all hearing me? Everything a baby puts in their hands, everything that they lay their hands on, yeah, all of us in here can witness it. It's mine. Mine. Are y'all hearing me? They will pitch a fit if you try to take it away from them. You, you can take your stuff from them. And, and they will pitch a fit. They say, that's mine. Guess what that is? That's stealing. They come here like that. Are y'all hearing? You ever tell a baby, don't do this or don't do that? That baby, you've seen them. You've seen them in the mall. I, I never did try it, but I've seen them fall out, pitch a tantrum all in the floor. I, I never had the nerve to try that. Fall out and take a, in the tantrum. Yeah, and, and, and then uh, if they don't do that, they'll wait till you turn your head. You can't have that. <laughs> and they... They'll wait till you're doing something else. And they, they go, are y'all hearing me? That's defiant behavior. And I'm just trying to make a point here. So look at it. They're lying. They're fighting. They're stealing. They're defiant. And they ain't even out the crib yet. <laughs> y'all seeing this? All of us were born with this. All of us are born with that. It's just in us. And it never changes. 
Proverbs tells us that you can take a rod and drive some of it out. You can drive it out. But, but really what happens is it sort of drives it under, undercover with the rod. And the only thing that changes that, my brothers and sisters, is being born again. The only thing that changes that is a true relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, if a person never gets to know Jesus, are y'all hearing me? If they never get to know Jesus, they carry these same things into their adulthood. They carry these same traits right into their adulthood. They still lie, fight, still disobey. It goes all the way through their lives. Why? Because this is the nature that we are born with. You ever hear somebody say, child, I did it before I thought. They ain't lying. Didn't have to think about it because it's what's come natural. Didn't have to think about it. You ever hear anybody say, I, I, I don't know what happened. You know, one thing just led to another. They ain't lying. That's nature. Are y'all hearing this? It was a nature you were born with. The only thing that changes that nature is that at some point, you heard about Jesus. The only thing that changed that at some point, you heard about Jesus and you invited him into your life. Here's where it gets a little strange. Here's where it gets a little strange. When Jesus saves us, that's a little strange. When he saves us, he does not destroy that carnal nature. When he says that, he does not destroy that nature you were born with. As a matter of fact, the new birth does not imply the elimination of the old nature. It doesn't even imply a change in the old nature. The new birth, being born again, is the impartation of an absolutely new nature which is born of the Holy Spirit. It's a new nature. This being, are y'all hearing me? So here it is. Here's the problem. Two totally different natures trying to live side by side in the same body. You need to thank God for saving you. You need to thank God for saving you, and yeah, you ought to let the whole world know that you're saved, but don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Don't, 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 don't. Are y'all hearing me? Don't, I don't care how many spiritual gifts you boast about. Your flesh is not saved. Don't care how many scriptures you can quote. Your flesh is not saved. How many positions you hold in the church, your flesh is not saved. And no matter how much desire you have to do the right thing, you had better know that evil is always present. You don't have to take it from me. You don't have to take it from me. Let, let, let's take it right from Paul, in, right, right here in the text, right here in Romans. For I know, Paul says, that nothing good dwells in me. That is in my flesh, for I have a desire to do the right thing, but not the ability to carry it out. This is Paul. 
why do not, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I don't want is what, keep, is what I end up doing all the time. Are y'all hearing me? I don't do the good. And when, when I want to do good, evil is always, Paul goes on to say, I, I, I got one law working in my mind and another law working in my members. One law working in my mind. Another law working in my members. He closes that by saying in verse 24 there, wretched man that I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Who will deliver me from? Are y'all hearing me? Thanks be the God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So I then serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh. I serve the law of sin. In my mind, got it? With my mind, I, 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 I serve the law of God. But with my flesh, I, I serve the law of sin. Now, if somebody laid in a psychiatrist's couch and told them that, they'd put them on medication. Y'all hear me? I serve one thing in my mind. And then my flesh is served. But, but if you are a child of God, you're a child of God and familiar with the word of God, you don't need medication because you're going to go on and read chapter 8. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Are y'all hearing me? For God has done what the law weakened by flesh could not do. Thank God. Are y'all hearing me? God has done what the law could not do. Every saved person, every saved person needs to know and understand that, that this constant battle that is going on between the flesh and the spirit. Jesus said, he, he said to Nicodemus in that conversation, he said to, to Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh. That's our old nature. But then he said, uh, yeah, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That's our new nature. These two totally different natures living side by side in the same body. And that, my brothers and sisters, is a battle that we all live with every day. Well, pastor, if you got all this going on in the same body, a battle between the flesh and the spirit, pastor, which one is going to win out? Which one is going to be in charge? Well, let me share a story with you. Story of a man that went to prison, went to prison for dog fighting. And uh, when he got to the prison, what he was doing, he was rigging dog fights, and he was making a lot of money because he was rigging the fight. And when he got to the prison, some of the other prisoners around asked him, said, man, how did you do that? How do you know which one, how do you know which dog is going to win? 
He said, I figured it out, the one that I feed the most. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? The one that I feed the most always wins. You want to know who's going to win this battle between your flesh and your spirit? You want to know who's going to win the battle between your flesh? The one you feed the most. That's why you got to pray. Anybody know how to pray? That's why you got to know how to get on your knees and call God. That's why you got to study your Bible. That's why every chance you get, you got to enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And into his course of praise, you got to be thankful unto him and bless his name. The one you feed, the one you feed the most. Paul here is saying to you and I that the only way that we can live a life of victory is to walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify or you will not feed the desires of the flesh if you walk by the Spirit. Well, yes, my brothers and sisters, we're in a battle. We're in a battle. We're in a battle, but this battle is not a new battle. It's not a new battle, and you're not the first person that's ever been caught up in this battle. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the Bible teaches in Hebrew 4, Hebrew 4, 15, we have not an high priest. You ain't the first one. We have not an high priest that cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But in all points was tempted just like we are. Now here's the other line. Yet without sin. Keep on reading. 16 says, let us therefore come boldly. Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in the time of need. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, even Jesus, since he was born in the flesh, just like you and I, Jesus had to deal with the same battles that you and I are having to deal with every day. Are y'all hearing me? The difference in you and I and Jesus is uh, Jesus did it and he did not sin. Are y'all hearing me? He was tempted by Satan uh, just like we are. After he was baptized, uh, he was tempted by Satan, uh, but he did not sin. Yeah, he was even tempted to abandon the cross. Somebody said, if you're who you say you are, come down and save yourself and then uh, save us. But I don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that he would not come down from the cross just to save himself. He decided to die, yes, just to save me. Don't know about anybody else, but I'm glad that he died on an old rugged cross. I'm glad that he died in my place, but I'm glad that the grave could not hold him down. But right early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And because he won, 
I can go to him and I can ask him for help. Yeah, songwriter said it like this, ask the Savior to help you comfort and strengthen and keep you. He's willing, he's willing to aid you. He will. He'll carry it. He'll carry you through. Oh, you, 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 you feel sometimes like you just can't make it. I know I do. Sometimes you feel like, but the good news is if you ask him, he will. He'll carry you through. Some writer said it like this. Yield not to temptation. Yielding is sin. Each victory will help you some other to win. Fight manfully on with dark passion, subdue. Look ever to Jesus, and he will carry you through. Shun evil companions. Bad language, disdain. God's name hold in reference, nor take it in vain. Be thoughtful and earnest kind-hearted and true. Look ever to Jesus. He'll carry you through. Here's the verse I want to get to right here. To him that overcometh. <laughs> to him that overcometh, God gives a crown. By faith he shall conquer, though often cast down. He who is our Savior, our strength will renew. Look ever to Jesus. But he will. He'll carry you through. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. To him that overcometh. Let's go right, right there. To him that overcometh. God give it. A crown by faith he shall conquer though often cast down he who is our Savior strength will renew To Jesus, He will carry you through. Oh, just ask the Savior to help you. Oh, come, but strengthen and keep. The Savior to help you, us rhythm and peace. willing to help you. 
come now once again to the invitation to discipleship. That says a lot, but just simply it is you following Jesus Christ. The Bible simply says if you believe in your heart and if you confess with your mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. And if you believe that, we, we call that justification. That you've simply been made right with God. That everything might not be all right in your life, but you have righteousness with God. You have peace with God. Your life has been changed with God. And then our pastor was talking today that the next step in your justification is that the same God who saved you by his spirit will then allow you to be able to walk uprightly in the world that the things that the flesh used to do you'll not want to do them no more because if you're feeding the law of the spirit of God he'll help you to walk righteously before him but then I love our justification and I thank God for our sanctification but because we have a just relationship with God and because he makes our life righteous one day the same Jesus that died on Calvary's hill on that Friday the same Jesus that was laid in a borrowed tomb the same Jesus that got up on Friday on Sunday morning the same Jesus that ascended to the Father and right now is at the right right hand of God the Father pleading your case the same Jesus the Bible says a trumpet will sound and it sounds so loud that it will wake up the very dead in Christ is there anybody here that knows if you die in him you will live in him forever he'll help you the Bible simply declares blessed is the man whose lawless deeds are forgiven thank God that everything that you ever did wrong God can forgive that but not only that he said bless are those whose sins are covered thank God that he forgave me but he also covered up everything that I've ever done is there anybody here that thank God that I ain't got a dad nobody has to see what you did because God covered them but then he says that blessed is the man who does he does not count his sins against you and I thank God a lot of people have counted me out and have counted me down because of the things I've done but you serve a God who will forget everything that you do and he won't count it against you all right now all right but all you have to do is give your life to him let us pray Lord we thank you that you are God who we learned again on this morning that you can turn it around for us that sooner or later it it can work in our favor Lord we thank God that we have been given a spirit to be able to walk in the law of God that we don't have to be ruled by the lust of the flesh and Lord every day of our lives we ask that 
we learn to pray, that we learn to read your word, which is the sanctifying agent that can wash us clean from everything that we've ever done, Lord. And ask, Lord, that we be able to take brothers and sisters and tell them all of our troubles, that we can be strengthened by one for another. Lord, we thank you that you've given us an elder brother who has been touched with the very same temptations, touched with the very same infirmities, had to breathe and live in this world like we did. But the Bible declares that he was without sin. And Lord, we thank you that he took that sinless life, laid it down on yonder's cross. And early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And that's the power that we have, the power to overcome even death. All right, all right. Because he's given us new life. Lord, we praise God for the preaching of his word today. Because the word continually is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. It is continually the thing that we can taste and it gets sweeter day by day. And Lord, we bless you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we pray again for those in our family who are touched by the chilly hand of death and who have experienced bereavement. We pray for those who are in hospital beds right now and we pray for their families, Lord, and we thank God again for our pastor, for all that he has been given to do to serve this community of faith and holiness and righteousness. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. For those who have accepted you, whether they be under the sound of my voice or where the weather, wherever they may be, in their rooms, in their kitchens, in their cars, Lord, we thank you. We pray not right now that they find a place of worship where they can continue to upbuild your kingdom. And unto him who is able to keep us from stumbling. In Jesus' name we pray. And ask every blessing, amen and amen. church say amen. Thank God today for giving us another day. Thank him for the opportunity to worship him again. Just in the way of information, uh, our quarterly word for the today uh, came in and uh, I'm asking and what we are hopeful is that we will do like we always do. Uh, they are in the office, and since we are not around here, you can stop by the office. Uh, please pick up. This is the daily word, the word for today, uh, and it is tailored for, for Salem Church, but it's also tailored for anybody who will pick them up. So I'm asking those members, and you know the rule. You know the rule. You can't pick up just one. Uh, just for whatever donation you will give, uh, please pick up several. And I need you to distribute them around your church. Uh, since we're not here, see, we can't just hand them around to each other. You live in a neighborhood. Give, leave, leave some with your neighbors. Leave some with the people that you work with. Uh, just, just hand them. You just never know how much you can help somebody. 
just putting a word in their hand. So please just stop by the office. Whatever donation you will, just pick up as many as you're going to give out. Don't just stock them. Get as many as you will give out, and let's uh, make sure that the word uh, gets out. Amen? Uh, there will be on Thursday, this coming Thursday, there will be a food giveaway. Uh, we will be, there will be giving away boxes of food here uh, beginning at 1030 on Thursday. So we're asking that everybody, who, if there's need in the community, and it's not closed to Salem Church, it's in the community. If there is a need in the community of anyone you know that has that need, uh, please come by, and we would be glad to serve you on that on that day. We want to be in prayer, uh, in prayer for uh, Sister Michelle Graham uh, and the passing of her mother. Uh, let's just pray with them as they go through this period. Uh, Sister Carmen Green also had a father. Her father passed away. Uh, uh, his name is Melvin Parts. Uh, so let's keep Sister Green in our prayers and also uh, uh, James and Ruby Daniels, uh, James' James' sister, uh, went home to be with the Lord also. So we just want to keep the Daniels in our prayers uh, uh, as they go through these periods. Right now, seems like we're going through a lot of this, but the key word is through. We will make it. We will make it through. So let's just continue to keep everyone lifted in prayer. I do ask. I talked to Deacon Thomas. Yesterday, and Sister Tamara's mother is uh, very ill, and he's requesting prayer. And uh, we just want to keep keep the Thomases lift up, lifted up, keep, and all of those that we know who are going through right now these periods of sickness. Again, we thank all of you for your presence. Thank you for joining in to worship. Those who come to make this possible every Sunday morning. Those of you who are at home, we thank you. For continually being so faithful and continually dialing in or zooming in or however you get in, we're just happy that you continue to do that. Thank you for being so wonderful with your stewardship. Uh, as I said to you last, last week, we are grateful that God has set us free. We are debt-free now. And so that, 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 that just means that we are free now to do some other things that we're going to do. So keep you, 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 tithing doesn't stop. We continue to tithe. We came, continue to bring our tithe and our offering, and we're just excited about what God is about to do. I, I do want to say a special welcome to Sister Rodriguez. So happy to have you here today. Uh, I met her in the parking lot the other week, and she came, pulled up in the parking lot as I was leaving, and she said the Lord told her this is her church. And so I said, you're welcome. <laughs> You just show up, and we just thank God. We just thank God for you. Uh, we do have a nursery on a normal day, <laughs> so we, we got that. We got you covered. We got you covered. Let's prepare ourselves now for our observance of the Lord's Supper. Lead us in prayer.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Father God, we thank you today, Father God, for who you are. Father God, we thank you for your goodness. Father God, we thank you for your loving kindness. Father God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. And Father God, we thank you for your very keeping. Father God, we come at this moment, Father God, to celebrate all that Jesus has done for us. Father God, for by his shed blood, Father God, and by you raised him from the dead, Father God, he has you have lifted us, Father God, from death to life. Father God, for that we say thank you. Oh, yes. yes Father God, yes. we can't repay you, Father God, but we can remember, Father God, all that Jesus has done for us, Father God. Father God, by his shed blood, we just thank you, Lord God. Oh, Father yes. God, you didn't have to do it, Father God, but you did. Yeah, Lord. But Father God, we thank you for your love, Father God, your all-encompassing love, Father God, that loves us in spite of our performance. Father God, for that we thank you. Father God, help us to always remember what Jesus has done for us. And it is in his name that we do pray and ask it all. Oh, yes. Amen. Jesus shed for me.
that gives me strength. Oh, yes, from day to day. said this is my body take eat after which he took the cup said this is a new testament in my blood take and drink ye all of it often as you do this you do show the Lord's death until he comes we thank God for these opportunities just to remember his goodness opportunities to remember his mercy toward us again. God bless you. God keep you. Thank you all so much for being so faithful. Reverend Perry, thank you so much, all who are here. God be with you till we meet again.
several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church. <laughs> 